and says, I couldn't sell, I couldn't sell the X. And she replaces the X with like baby aspirin and stuff. <laughs> Something that will she look just at makes, least. She just keeps compounding her bad decisions with worse decisions. Welcome to Recotopia, a happy home for recommended movies, shows, and music from two people you can definitely trust. Trustability varies by region, no guarantee is implied. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Atkinson and Jeremy Scott. Uh, wait, wait. You want us to sell Amway? Confederated products, it, it, it's a... It's a different company. It's a different quality of product. Hello, everybody. This is Recotopia, episode 39. I'm Chris Atkinson. And I'm Jeremy Scott. And today's today's big recommend is going to be Go from 1999. And uh, yeah, and uh, we are once again... uh, doing this uh doing this live in front of uh, a few people on twitch and youtube and they're out uh in force today with their comments and uh once again like to acknowledge you guys because you guys make this fun to record every tuesday so acknowledgements um but uh anyway uh, do you have any small recommends jeremy it's no big deal it's so small and light it's small it's tiny it's petite it's weak I do. I got some smalls. I got some smalls. The first one I'm going to go with, I just watched two days ago. Uh, yesterday? Two days ago. I watched it recently. It's called The Stranger. Um, mm. It's a 2022 film uh, that co-stars, I'm going to get the name wrong, uh, Joel Edgerton and Sean Harris. Sean Harris is the villain from the most recent uh, Mission Impossible movies. I'm sure he's yep. probably an award-winning actor for British shit I've never seen. Um <laughs> But this is a very Australian movie. Uh, I love this poster that you're seeing on screen that splits their faces down the middle. Um, This is a very straightforward, in my opinion, undercover cop friendship drama. Uh, You learn very early on, I'm not spoiling you at all, to say that Joel Edgerton is an undercover cop. He was definitely convicted of kidnapping years before that and spent some years in jail for it. But they don't have enough evidence, so he's never been charged with this crime. So Joel Edgerton's job is to become this guy's best friend and get him to eventually fucking admit it. And from there, I didn't think there were a lot of surprises, but I was riveted by the acting. Uh, Sean Harris's character is really strange uh, in a gripping way, just says weird things at weird times, behaves in strange ways. Uh, Joel Edgerton plays that undercover cop thing really well where you can see the strain it's having it keeps cutting to his vignettes with his son he shares custody of and it's just like the simple normal father-son stuff and then it'll cut to a scene of gangster shit with guns and lies and uh he basically poses as a mid-level gangster um and recruits sean harris to work for him uh and that's really all i think i need to say about it it's on netflix Mm. Came out in September. It's pretty new. Uh, it also has uh, nope. Looking at the names, nobody else's name I recognize. Um, 
But uh, those two are great. It's an actor's movie, uh, and I think you will like it if you like both of them. Them both of them I, guys. <clears throat> I like both of these actors. Joel Edgerton is one of our most underrated actors that we have, probably. Um, I agree. And uh, Sean Harris is, you know, I mean, yeah, he he's in a lot of stuff that you did you didn't realize that you'd seen him in because he's so different in in the Mission Impossible movies. I think he's I think it's because he's more clean cut in the Mission Impossible movies and everything else. He's got the scraggly beard and all that. And that's and how like, he is in this movie too. Very scraggly, yeah. wiry. <laughs> yeah. So you don't really. You don't really you know, like like when you see him in Mission Impossible, you're like, I've never seen this dude in my life. And then you go and look at his credits. And it's like, oh, I've seen him everywhere, actually, as it turns <laughs> out. Um, I uh, I flipped on uh, HBO Max and um, and uh, I caught uh, See How They Run, uh, the uh, the new it's a it's another mystery movie that's the mystery movies have been huge uh lately they're yeah. just uh they're and it's and it's great uh it's it's just one of those things where it's only a matter of time before this all goes go like nobody wants to watch these anymore but uh this is a this is a fun one with a fun cast um it starts off with adrian brody sort of narrating it for you and telling it telling you I hate whodunits basically is what he says right off the bat. I hate whodunits. And he tells you why he hates whodunits is because it's always the same thing over and over again. They introduce a bunch of characters and then it's the least, it's the least likable character that always dies. And then the cop always says, I think I know who it is and it's the least likely person and blah, blah, blah. He goes through the whole formula of it. And Adrian Brody is playing a director who is about to do an adaptation of an Agatha Agatha Christie called the mouse trap. And I'm not, I didn't quite uh, investigate this. I'm not sure if Agatha Christie has ever written anything called the mouse trap before, hmm. but it's an adaptation of something that, you know, in this movie, the she's, she's written and it's like, it's a stage play first. So there's a bunch of actors who are in this stage play who are eventually going to be in the movie. Um, but, uh, Adrian Brody is uh, is uh, is hoping to be able to direct this at some point, but the movie, but the, the the there's a stipulation that it must be a play first before it is uh, before it's a movie. Anyway, he goes through this whole thing, and you see Adrian Brody go through. He's still narrating, and he is the least likable person uh, at the beginning of this movie. He's he gets into it with everybody. He hits on Richard Attenborough's wife. Richard Attenborough is played by. Um, uh, Harris Dickinson in this movie. Um, uh, he, uh, he gets into it with his writer played by David Oyelowo. Um, uh, his writer wants to go a certain direction and he does not. Um, and, uh, so it basically builds a, a cast of suspects because Adrian Brody is of course going to die at the very beginning of this movie. Mm. And, um, and so now after, after his death and, uh, and, uh, you know, the usual list of suspects are, are there. Uh, Sam Rockwell, the experienced detective, comes in to to solve the case, and he is sort of saddled with a rookie a rookie partner played by Saoirse Ronan, um, to who hasn't she hasn't even passed her sergeant's exam yet, but she's already being thrust into this case so that she can learn things, and of course she's she's very dutiful about everything she wants. She, she wants to accuse everybody that they, 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 they uh, interrogate of the murder immediately. Um, but, but she's very, uh, she, uh, she's very, um, 
uh i don't know she she does she takes a lot of notes and it's like everything that they uh, everything that they do she takes notes and sam rockwell of course who's the old pros like are you taking notes of everything and she's like she's like well not of everything and then he goes well did you take down the meeting of this and that and and it was something really innocuous she goes yes i did so you are taking notes of everything <laughs> you know? um uh this movie uh looked very wes andern anderson-y when i saw mm. the trailers for it and uh because it's got a, it's got a lot of people who have been in uh wes anderson movies and before but uh it is not it is uh tom george who did this one um but uh you know uh a really a really fun mystery with a lot of fun actors and i think that uh, most people out there who are looking to get mystery their mystery fix in uh will enjoy see how they run so that's uh right. that's a that's my first small recommend all right very good very good i am going to skip two of my planned small recommends save them for later i'm gonna go to the end of my list production team that's i need to share that with everyone of course uh, mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with the trust it's a 2016 movie starring nick cage and elijah wood mm. and um <clears throat> it's a 63 i think on rotten tomatoes and i think that's mm. about right mm -hmm. this is one of those nick cage plays a really weird character in a movie movies that's actually enjoyable mm -hmm. uh, sometimes when he goes in his directions, I can't tolerate the film because it's just too much or it doesn't feel authentic. But this is one of these where he's not over the top. He's not doing a lot of screaming, but he's quirky as hell. And he and Elijah Wood are co-workers in the police evidence room in Las Vegas, I think, if I remember right. And Nicolas Cage is curious and he's looking through arrest logs and bail and finds that this one low-level drug dealer was bailed out at $200,000 in all cash. And he, he says to Elijah Wood, that means this guy has a high-level, rich person looking out for him. I'm going to stake out this guy and see if I can learn more. And Elijah Wood is resistant the entire time. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Nick Cage discovers that basically through his surveillance he finds a safe house that's literally has a safe that he thinks is in there that has everything this organization has stolen everyone brings their stuff here and it never goes out and so he wants to raid this place and steal what he thinks is cash from the safe and that's the beginning of the plan um but once they get to the apartment above the safe house uh there are surprises one after another um <clears throat> elijah wood is great uh but the real joy here is the kind of what's gonna happen and then nick cage being weird in a way that's entertaining <laughs> i can't tell you it's a fantastic movie but i really enjoyed watching it uh, mm -hmm. it could be that the unbearable weight of massive talent which i adore has just given mm -hmm. me a new deeper well of love for nick cage or his weirdness yeah. right. um, <clears throat> But I had a really good time, uh, and I like movies that don't go where I expect them to. So mm -hmm. um, check it out if you want. Let me see if I can tell you where it's at. I think it's on Paramount Plus. Yeah, and then a premium subscription everywhere else, like Sling and Hulu and Amazon Prime. Okay, yeah. It's called The Trust. 
<laughs> I mean, that's a that's a, a a collection of actors that I never thought I'd hear hear before, like Nick well, Cage, Sky, and Ferreira, Sky Ferreira, and Jerry Lewis are also in this movie. So. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, um, uh, I um, I. Uh, watched weird the al yankovic story as well oh cool. and i can recommend this um uh pretty wholeheartedly uh i think everybody has has sort of heard like what this movie is about because it's not it's not a true biopic it is essentially fiction it is essentially a walk hard movie. Ah. um uh, but Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al Yankovic in this movie. Um, and uh, I thought what interesting, they show you show his early life and uh, Julianne Nicholson, who played in that uh, Marilyn Monroe thing earlier oh, yeah. this month, it also played Marilyn Monroe's mom, is playing Weird Al's mom in oh, this. Uh, and uh, Toby Huss plays, the, plays Weird Al's like awful, awful father who doesn't want him to play the accordion um uh there's a there's there's a whole thing at the beginning where he's like his father's like like you're just gonna grow up and you're gonna work at the factory where i work and and he's like and and al's like what do you guys make at the factory and everybody who ever gets asked that question is like what do we make at the factory what does it matter what we make at the <laughs> like no one ever no one ever answers what they make at the factory um and um and so it just goes through and like there's a point where like like it's, it just gets sillier and sillier as it goes along like uh a a door to door salesman comes up played by uh, Thomas Lennon comes up to the to, to the door and uh and uh is trying to sell and sell him an accordion um and um the uh <laughs> they they he gets into the house and starts pitching him pitching him why he should have an accordion and everything and uh um uh, his father run, jump, run uh, goes into the room as this is happening catches him in the act of nearly buying in an accordion and uh of course of course uh kicks uh, beats the salesman up beats him up and then uh and uh and like and he just beats him up and then the mom behind his, behind her husband's back julianne nicholson buys the accordion for al so that he can play it and so you're gonna have to play it not when your dad's not around or whatever you can't he can never know that you're playing the accordion and then it fast forwards for like another like five or six years or something and apparently he's become really good at the accordion because he's been playing in his closet every time he every, every chance he gets um and and there's a there's a party he gets invited to it, it it's it's something that if you watch a lot of biopics or any movies at all you're like, oh, these these cool kids are inviting him to a party, and it's going to be one of those things where they embarrass him later. But he, when he goes to the party, it's a polka party. Like like this, it's 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 <laughs> it's perceived as cool to be at a polka party, and like, and and uh and 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 nobody knows that he can play accordion really well. And like at some point, he's he uh he like impresses the whole the whole party by like playing this awesome accordion thing and he becomes a star basically amongst his his peers because of it um and so like 
it gets weirder and weirder obviously that gets to the point where like there's a he they try to make it sound like he came up with eat it before michael jackson came out with beat it um <laughs> and uh and uh just a lot of just a lot of just fun stuff like that the uh you know it's just uh daniel radcliffe is really good in this role i love how he i love his post harry potter career because it's just uh, it's, it's basically whatever I want to do, man. I mean, I'm sure he's, I'm, I'm sure he's got all that money saved from Harry Potter and everything, but, um, but, uh, he can just do any weird thing that he wants to a Swiss army man. No problem. You know, uh, you know, all these just strange movies, but, uh, I also like, there's a little cheeky thing too, where, uh, rain Wilson plays his, his, uh, his mentor, uh, Dr. Demento. And Rain Wilson is playing this just like a really crazy dude and everything. And he's, and he's talking to uh, weird Al and saying like, you know, and I, I won't only, I won't only be your mentor. I'll be your D mentor. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like this big, very knowing like D mentor. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so it's just it's a lot of fun i would say you know i it's on the roku channel which is uh it's free it's a it's an ads based uh thing just like tubi is or whatever so uh uh if you want to if you want to add yet another app to your life you can add this no problem and watch this movie it's fun it's a lot of fun um all right on to the big recommend a big one which is go from 1999 Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I'm fine, I'm fine. It's just that you're so big. It's so huge. It's a good rule, but this is bigger than rules. It's bigger on the inside. Is it? I noticed. Doug Lyman is just off of swingers which mm-hmm. was i don't know how big of a hit it was independent it's an in, it was an indie hit uh and uh i don't know i'm sure it was profitable uh but um but swingers like introduced us to a lot of things like you know like uh what was it what was the uh what was the what was the craze the uh swing craze oh yeah uh, the- we just 
the that swing revival. Yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, saying stuff is uh, is money is good and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, he, uh, he he this is his first big studio thing, I believe, after he does Swingers, and uh, and it's basically sort of playing off of what the of what uh, Pulp Fiction did uh, back in 1994, which was uh, it takes three somewhat connected stories and then gives different perspectives throughout even though each story sort of stands on their own there's not you don't really have to know anything about any one particular story but um but each one of them connects in some sort of way the first one is rana played by sarah polly who uh is a cashier at a grocery store and she's about to uh, uh she's she's about to get uh kicked out of her apartment uh, for not paying rent and um and uh she uh takes a takes a shift that simon the uh <laughs> simon's a terrible person and <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i like simon or i hate simon i wrote um, down that simon is the most likable unlikable character i've ever seen <laughs> it really is like that because by really the end, by his last scene you just like that guy you i mean he yeah. has been nothing but a dick the entire movie but i can't <laughs> help but like it yeah exactly um, he, um, he wants to go to Vegas. So he, he tries to pawn his shift off on Rana who does take the shift. And because she takes that shift, um, he, she is approached by two semi-famous actors played by Jay Moore and Scott Wolf, uh, asking if they can get some ecstasy because they usually talk to Simon but Simon's not there. So Rana says, I can do this. I can get the ecstasy for you. Um, and so they're like, cool. They buy a million like jugs of orange juice and, uh, and then, uh, head out. Rana, uh, knows the name of the drug dealer. Um, it's Todd Gaines and, um, and, uh, she goes to his, his place to ask for 20 hits of X uh, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, just because of that massive attack song that's playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the, um, there's a, there's a point where she asked for the 20 hits and she, and he turns that volume up all the way. And then you just see him motioning and she told, takes off her shirt and then he tells her to turn around and all that. Yeah looking for wires and then yeah. he turns it turns it all the way down he's like you asked for 20 hits of x where 20 hits just so happens to be you know trafficking or whatever oh, and yeah. uh and and she's like she's like i you know i would never fuck you that way and he goes how would you fuck me and um i don't i she's really convincing apparently because he he does give her the 20 i don't i don't actually don't even know why he does like i don't know why he does any of the things he does in this that's movie, true really. yes but i love <laughs> I love Todd Gaines. I love Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, you know? he's awesome. Um, uh, because there is a point where uh, where Simon says, uh, "He says I got it from Todd. And he's a nice he's 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 a nice guy." And Tay Diggs is like, "Oh yeah, he's the nice drug dealer. He kind of <laughs> is. It's weird. He kind of <laughs> is." Um, so she gets the twenty hits of X and goes to sell it to the two actors. And then there's another person that she didn't know was going to be there, played by William Fickner who's an undercover cop and William Fickner is awesome in this. I don't think we even mentioned him in the cast last, last week. We should have. Um, uh, but, uh, William Fickner is this guy who's he's, he's 
he's basically doing like, uh, you know, he, the whole, his whole plan is to get the smallest person and then flip that person for a bigger person and flip that person for a bigger person until he gets to the, to the big drug dealer at the end. And he's, you know, it, it, it all seems pretty futile. Um, but she goes, she goes to sell it to the, sell it to these guys. And the things are immediately weird because they details of the story they told at the grocery store, uh, don't match up with what they're saying here. Uh, they, there's a point where, uh, William Fickner goes back to get orange juice and hands her a beer and says, we are all out of orange juice. And then Scott Wolf is like, well, no, we bought a bunch of orange juice. It's out in the car. Let me go get it. Um, she realizes something's not cool right away and you don't know why she knows completely why it's not good until later, but she goes into the bathroom and flushes the X down the toilet and, um, and, uh, and then, and then sort of like, she's like talks her way out of the apartment by saying, you know, maybe I shouldn't be here with this beer. Cause you know, I'm so underage and all she's playing 17 in this. And that's another aspect of this movie. Uh, they had to hire, actors who were just a little bit past 18 for this because there's they couldn't do half the stuff yeah. they do in the movie if it wasn't for that fact um and um and uh so so now she's got a problem she has flushed the x and she has no money to give the give the drug dealer uh uh anything so she she has uh, um in the in this whole time she has uh left katie holmes her friend uh at todd's house as collateral and uh and uh she comes back and says i couldn't sell i couldn't sell the x and she replaces the x with like baby aspirin and stuff (laughs) something that will look at least she just keeps compounding her bad decisions with worse decisions it's insane it's absolutely (laughs) insane all the way through this um and uh and uh then it all culminates in this uh this merry xmas uh you know rave that's going on at this abandoned building and everything uh so that's one story and then there's another story involving the actors adam and zach and it goes through all their stuff and then it also has uh simon who was in the middle of this simon simon's trip to vegas which is the craziest trip you know it's one of those crazy vegas stories basically yeah it's like the hangover condensed into 20 minutes it pretty much is yeah yeah <laughs> simon goes with his friends played by tay diggs and breckenmeyer and uh and uh, that one guy that you've seen a million times but i can't remember his name right now oh yeah the guy who plays he Sing. was in yeah he played yeah he's, he's he in was independence in independence day. day yeah and uh yeah um god what was i wonder if we could find this guy's name real sorry sorry um yep 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 oh god there he is james duvall who's also in uh, donnie darko who plays oh uh, yeah um frank um so they are all in vegas they're all in vegas gonna have their have a good time of course right off the bat breckenmeyer and james duvall eat the shrimp even though tay diggs told him not to eat the shrimp and half of their crew is uh sick in the apartment while uh simon and tay diggs go and do their thing simon loses his money right away and then goes and asks tay diggs you know hey can i have some money and he's like we've been here for five minutes and he's like he's like he's like i was a game i was playing a hundred dollars a table and I, I didn't know how it worked and now i do and i can beat it now and blah 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 and <laughs> tay diggs just takes his wallet um and uh 
but then in the meantime, Simon goes and finds two women at a wedding chapel and like they go up and get high and they have sex. And there's another scene. I love another soundtrack moment. They play, uh, they play a song from the band air during this, uh, during this thing where the, the, the apartment goes up in flames because yeah. they were careless about not, uh, about stamping out their, uh, their papers and stuff. Well, actually it's a, papers that she, the the girl was putting in her nose so that she could hold the the weed in when she smokes it she they gets on fire and they gets on the carpet and they stamp it out but then it goes it rekindles after while they're having their threesome and everything but i love that scene because it's simon's like like there's like two women on him and he's just he's on all he's 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 on he's high and he's like looking over and he sees the curtains like engulfed in flames and he's just kind of like smiling at it like yeah that's normal and uh and then realizes oh, okay you know and then there's like a uh it's immediately like uh goes down and and finds tay diggs and tay diggs is getting upset because people keep on uh they see that he's black and he's wearing this odd coat. So they all think that they, he works at various places in the casino. So they, they think he's a bathroom attendant. And then there's another point where they think he's a, uh, he's a, uh, what is it? <laughs> uh, what is it? The people who do the car stuff. Um, the car stuff. The valets who, who, who park cars, valet. yeah, valets, uh, he thinks he's a valet and, uh, and, uh, they steal this dude's car because he thinks he's a valet, which is weird. I think that's a weird, a weird thing to do. Like, yes. like the one, one thing is not like the other, but anyway, they steal the car. They find a gun in the car. Um, they go to a strip club and of course Tay Diggs is like, you're going to go in there and there. And the one thing you don't want to say is champagne because that means a private dance and we can't afford that and like within seconds of getting two strippers to get to that she goes simon goes i want to buy your most expensive bottle of champagne um uh and then you know he's he's told not to touch the strippers when they go when they're dancing of course he touches the strippers because he's simon mm -hmm. and uh and uh so yeah there's a lot of stuff going on there and then eventually uh, they eventually have to leave. But the thing is, um, Simon's been using Todd Gaines's credit card this whole time. And of course that means the two guys at the script club who have some connections with Vegas and everything, try to find out where this Todd Gaines lives. Uh, and then finally you have the, you have the, uh, Adam and Zach thing, which is, it turns into this funny thing because they're, they're only doing this thing so that they can get off of this, uh, possession charge. And, uh, at the end of it, William Fickner is like, Hey, do you mind coming uh, to my house with my wife and having a Christmas dinner, which is an early Christmas dinner. And, uh, they just kind of go along with it because after all they're, they're in trouble and they might as well do what this cop asks. And, uh, and, uh, but they're, they're, they're pretty much fine. I think they're pretty much off of the, of the, uh, they're pretty much, uh, off of the charge at that point. Um, they go to have dinner and like st stuff seems very strange. William Fickner keeps on uh, telling Jay Moore that he's got like a great body and, and that, you know, his, his, you know, that his abs feel great and all his different things. There's a point where he shows up, he's like completely naked in a, in his house. And he's like, he's like, he's like, Hey, smell this perfume. He doesn't even like <laughs> acknowledge that he's naked. And he's like, smell this per smell this cologne. He's like, he's like, he goes, he goes, it smells like CK one, doesn't it? But it's not. 
and then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then uh, they go and have the dinner and Jane Krakowski plays his wife. I love Jane Krakowski in this. Jane Krakowski's great. Uh, a lot of, you know, from 30 rock and uh, uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt um and the flintstones if you're like go back go back that far um uh but uh they it, everything seems like they're trying to get these two actors to have a big huge like orgy, orgy. with them <laughs> it's basically what it seems like but then by the end of it william fickner is like hey do you you know where we got all of these things and they're like i don't know sears jc penny william fickner gives a knowing look to his wife and he's like it's like all of these things come from confederated products and then they show find out that they have all these people underneath them who sell confederated products and they're making 50 grand a month and they're the fourth highest selling couple in california and <laughs> and uh and jay moore is like you just brought us here so you could sell us some amway and the word amway like triggers them a little bit oh man <laughs> like like um it, it's confederated products it's a different company uh and, and so he's trying to get these guys because they're trying to recruit they can't recruit inside the police force so they're trying to recruit other other um groups to help sell them sell these sell these things and then we find out that jay moore and scott wolf are in a relationship the they are a gay couple who have been cheating on each other with the same person and uh which leads to one of the funniest scenes in the movie when they go to see his the the guy they're cheating on's roommate played by melissa mccarthy who is just as adorable as can be in this in this scene but uh but there's a point where she sees them both there at the, at the, at the thing and she's like she's like she's like just you you guys know right no we know we know it's like okay it's like it was so exciting there was this one time where you must 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 have missed each other like by three minutes (laughs) it was so exciting so exciting and then she gives uh she gives them the thing to the rave this rave is the centerpiece of uh of a lot of the action that happens in this and then there's like a side story where katie holmes who's playing the collateral in this is uh sort of developing a, a relationship with the drug dealer todd Gaines. todd todd is uh todd is just kind of like uh somewhat entertaining her and 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 you know being an asshole to her and um and uh i like this he he, he, he asked her if she wants he's like she's like you, you thinking you might want to get laid tonight and she's like no no was like wait a minute do you yes you want to get laid but you know like, no you don't want to get laid or yes you want to get laid but not by me and and then and, and, uh, and then she goes through that whole breakfast club thing are you a virgin claire or right, answer the question claire but i love also this part too where he's on the phone and he answers these questions you don't know what the questions are but then later on when you see the simon thing simon you hear what simon tell asks him over the uh, over the phone and you know what the answers to those questions there's a point where simon's like you gonna fuck her and then and he says i don't know maybe is what he says <laughs> and that's all we that's all we hear we don't we only hear the i don't know maybe um at the beginning of that so uh i love this movie there's a it's it's at one point it's it's like kind of it's progressive in a way and in another way it's in other ways it's completely not progressive it's 1999 so there's some things in it that are that you probably wouldn't do today but like think about the the jay moore and scott wolf couple like i don't know if we had seen i don't think we had seen gay couples like not in a mainstream movie 
right played this way before like there's some things that are a little stereotypical about them like they know what wine goes with ham and they right. <laughs> they know they they answer immediately they have uh uh, they, 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 they squeal when there's uh when, when they're in the car, there's a lot of little things like that, but they don't, they don't do the real stereotypical act that right. we had seen for so long in movies and this, um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, and then just, I mean, it's just funny and entertaining and there's, and there's, uh, uh, it's fun to know, you know like Sarah Polly has become like a big acclaimed director after this and, mm-hmm. You know, this is this is this is you know Katie Holmes at her most lovable Katie Holmes. I told you about that little shoulder move that she does when she's in the diner and she's like you know talking to Timothy Oliphant, and I love that little thing that she does with their shoulder when she's doing it. Um, uh, but there's so many there's uh, there's so many scenes. I'm gonna let you talk. I've talked way too much at this point. I understand that there's a lot of scenes to get to. So uh, tell me what you like. I do love in that diner scene when she says you know why i like you it's not your looks you're only medium cute um (laughs) she's she's just so like blunt but she's being adorable at the same time uh of course she tells him he's the least fake person she's met in la Mm. which kind of rings true because he Mm -hmm. doesn't ever appear to be putting on airs for anyone um yeah there's a lot to like here uh the pulp fiction stuff i think really turns up when the the guys run Sarah Polly over mm-hmm. and then see Timothy Oliphant with the gun and then run away from the scene. And then that scene where Scott Wolf remembers and finds the, the freaking microphone wire that he'd had on for the earlier operation. It's like, Oh shit. And they're like, well, we, I love also that scene where Jerry Moore is running through the options. He's like, all right, well, let's, let's just be obvious. She's either dead or she's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, if she's dead, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, if she's alive, that guy with the gun looked like he wanted to shoot her. He probably still mm-hmm. shot her. So, mm-hmm. and then Scott Wolf says, so if she's alive, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of really great dialogue exchanges in this movie. Um, I do think William Fickner is my favorite performance of everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He really does put off the exact right kind of creepy weird vibe that you might assume was sexual it's even that mm. scene on the mattress where he's like i could do aerobics right here on the side of the bed and you'd never feel it and jay moore's yeah. like i bet i would um, <laughs> and then uh, well, you mentioned it already but my very favorite moment in the entire movie is when jay moore says amway and we just yeah. see william fickner's expression <laughs> because he is so there's so much history and baggage there yeah. and he is so over it you could you yeah. feel like he's gonna snap one of these days when somebody says that to him mm-hmm. and get violent um <clears throat> yeah i love that all three stories start in the grocery store within the first six minutes even though we do separate into three distinct sections simon is there uh rana is there um <clears throat> and the guys are there all in the first six minutes of that uh, first section i love how the intersections work um it's la uh, but they justify it i think that you know, Timothy Oliphant would be able to track down Sarah Polly and um, <clears throat> everybody's at that rave for a justifiable reason, I think. Mm, um, yeah. And uh, it's just so high adrenaline. Um, I, I enjoyed it more every time I've seen it. This is probably my fourth or fifth viewing. I hadn't seen it in maybe 10 years or more. Mm-hmm. Um, the music 
hit the music is great all through the movie but that yeah. uh, magic carpet ride hit when yes that, when his car comes flying out of the mm -hmm. ramp from the parking garage is just one of the best musical cues it's so perfect <laughs> and it's right before that there's this it's like this because they, lean is into it with sound effects they build they build it so well because they're running from those they're trying to drive away from those guys in that big ass truck of theirs and they get behind this long like you know uh line with the little <laughs> lever thing and and uh and uh simon uh, just like all right you know what we're just gonna go through the entrance instead of course there's a car coming through the entrance at the time but that's you know screw it we're trying to get away from these guys and they get out and like go up that you know they go up that ramp and, and you're like oh my god they're doing this and then yes boom i like to <laughs> um, um i think the the scene with simon at the end uh where okay so first of all the gangsters show up uh and they're already there waiting for Todd when Todd and Claire get back because they're going to have sex. <clears throat> and I think any other movie would have let that confrontation play out. But this movie skips it entirely and goes straight to after they've sorted it out. And Timothy Oliver has said, okay, his apartment is right here on the corner of the <laughs> yeah, on the second yeah. floor. And it just it creates a laugh that you wouldn't get if you actually watched the whole conflict and yeah, yeah. exchange playing out. And then I want to know your opinion on whether or not you think that gunshot was accidental or if Simon actually got shot in the arm because the movie doesn't tell us. We just hear him yell, I'm okay. And Katie Holmes is in the hallway. Do we know for sure if that dude shot Simon in the arm? Do you I, have an I opinion? Think he probably did. I think yeah. it's, I think that's how it, how it ended up. I don't think it was accidental. Um, Maybe it was, but I, 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 I've always assumed that they, that he finally got the courage or the other dude ended up just shooting him himself or, you know, whatever, you know, just to get it done. Cause it's, yeah. it's gone long, gone on long enough, but yeah, that's all right. I'm okay. <laughs> um, um, I also, we didn't even mention, uh, the character of Manny who complicates yeah. a lot of this too. He's played by Nathan Bexton. Um, he has a couple of moments in this that I love too, where the movie really goes kind of like in its off the rail sections because he's, he's taken two of those hits and we've already, we've already, uh, been established from Todd himself, like just sell one of these to, to one person. Don't sell them two or else they're going to be at the ambulance and they're, and they're going to go into the hospital and their brain's going to be fried. And, uh, and so just before Rana goes in to sell those, sell the, uh, X to, uh, Scott Wolf and Jay Moore, he's pocketed two of those for himself and he pops them both at the same time. Um, in the early part of the, of the movie, they're doing this celebrity, this death celebrity game where they have to come up with, uh, the name of a, a dead celebrity that starts with the last name of the last person. They mentioned Omar Sharif, who was alive at the time. Uh, but, Omar Sharif gets to all the way to this point where somebody says Malcolm X and somebody's like, there's a debate as to whether you can use Malcolm X or not. And then there's like, well, who's what pop, what is there? Who could possibly uh, start with X? Like who's a celebrity who starts with X and like, they, there's this whole thing. Like Scott Wolf says something like Xerxes, I believe is what he, <laughs> he comes up with uh, later on when they're having the debate, even out there at, uh, in the uh, actual grocery store and everything. So we've forgotten all about that. And then this guy on all this X goes in to 
uh, to the uh, is it? It's Todd's apartment. It's Todd's and there's apartment. A, and and there's a there's a cat that Todd has that comes up and just kind of like walks up to him and and and, and 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 all of a sudden it's like things get weird and it's like you hear this and this music and everything and like it's you can see the subtitles where it says I can read your thoughts <laughs> the cat's reading his thoughts and he's like then suddenly he just like uh, comes up with this zhang shi ching or something like that name or whatever and uh says so it's a celebrity that starts with x and, <laughs> and, and and he's and manny's looking at the cat like what and he's like well actually no it starts with a ch or whatever it's not yeah, a, it's not a, yeah it's not x and then he's then he goes you're going to die <laughs> <laughs> uh so and manny has another scene in the grocery store where a woman or he's he he's uh i guess fantasizing that the woman at the uh checkout is uh dancing with him and they're doing the they're point they're dancing to this like uh sped up version of macarena uh during this whole thing and 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 this is going on and like sarah polly goes comes up to him and he's like and she's like what do you he's he's just sitting there like just kind of like in a daze Nothing has happened. There's no dancing that has gone on at all. Um, so yeah, Manny's pretty funny in this too. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. There's so many things in this movie. There's it's just just it's one after another. It's just just a just a just nothing but things happening all the way through. There's no exactly. slow point. There's no slow point. You can't look um, away or you'll miss something. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah. Go. I hope a lot of you guys out there liked Go uh, as well um uh hopefully uh when we're giving you this homework we're giving you the stuff that you really really enjoy so anyway uh jeremy what do yes. you think would be a good double feature for go Shh. be very very quiet secret what secret a dirty little secret i tell you something i've never told anyone i'll tell you what i the first third of this movie i thought i'm Am I going to be able to choose anything except Pulp Fiction? But mm -hmm. the more the movie went on, the more I started to see uh, more attributes and traits and themes that uh, I could apply the double feature concept to. I thought for a long time about City of God. Mm. But I think ultimately City of God has too much important stuff to say, even though it's very funny at times and it is about kids dabbling in crime and it getting away from them. I think it's more dramatic at times. Um, so I tried to lean towards the comedy. I, 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 I took a step towards Suicide Kings for a little bit mm. uh, because part of me wanted to pick another movie that's set all in one night. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted multiple and stories. That was really what I came Jay down Moore to. Is Moore in that movie? Suicide in, Kings? Yeah, he's in Suicide Kings. Yeah. I was like, it was, yeah. That, would be a, that would be a little on the nose. So, yeah. And now the... I'm going to cheat. I'm going to give you a total of four because I just, I'm, I'm one of the co-hosts right. of the show. I was, I was settled on super bad mm -hmm. um, for a long time, but it just felt like it was missing some similarities. And now I'm going to give you the double feature, which is not a great movie. And it's the night before. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Stars Joseph Gordon Levitt and um, Anthony Mackie and Seth Rogen. Um, and they're trying to get to, I believe it's even a Christmas weed party. Mm -hmm. Um, and they all have, they get separated and they all have misadventures. 
One yeah. of them, Seth Rogen, takes all the drugs and ends up in church really high, and a baby starts talking to him and making faces at him. <laughs> um, and so there just were too many. It all takes place over one night. Uh, too many similarities. So I think that would be an excellent double feature. I would start with the night before so that everyone's palate could be cleansed by go because the night before mm. has some laughs but it's not solid all the way through in my opinion mm. yeah uh, but i do think it is a really good choice for a double feature here i do too i think this is, is uh, this is absolutely excellent uh double feature choice uh it works perfectly i haven't seen the night before in a while but it does have that same sort of dynamic for sure so yeah yeah really really good um all right uh so anyway what is uh, the movie you have picked for the homework next week I'm excited about this. I have picked for next week's homework a 2008 martial arts film called Eep Man. Ooh. Starring Donnie Yen. Yeah. Um, this is about, this is a fictionalized, dramatized account of the man who trained Bruce Lee. That's who Eep Man is. Um, and <clears throat> he, this, I, I fell in love with Donnie Yen watching Iron Monkey. Um, mm -hmm. Iron Monkey is pretty much a straight comedy, yeah. um, but he gives a very charming performance there. Then when I saw Eat Man, I realized what a martial artist he is. Mm -hmm. um, and most of the movie, he's using some really elegant techniques and movements. It's ballet-like, his fighting style. But there's one scene in particular where he gets brutal, and it's one of my favorite scenes of all time. Uh, and basically, it's your straightforward, older martial arts teacher gets dragged into this turf war with these big organizations that are trying to cut down the poor people. And it's one man against everyone. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> if you have not seen this, uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Uh, this is free everywhere you can watch it on peacock for free it's on tubi for free roku channel Redbox, crackle amazon it's free Plex, wow. netflix you can watch it for free on youtube um so there's no excuse i mean in other other than time there's no financial mm -hmm. excuse for not being able to watch eat man from 2008 uh before next week's show so that's your homework nice. for next week Awesome. Um, I can't look. I can't wait to to dive back into that one. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorites of all time. There are like four or five Eat Man movies. The second I've one's pretty a, good. I've got um, I think it's a Steelbook with the with three of those movies. I don't know if it's all, I don't know if it's all of them, but it's got it's got at least three, I believe. So um, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, um, we got some time for questions. All right, let's do some questions. Question. Question. I got something to say. I want the truth. I am listening. Let's do some questions. Uh, any questions? Um, <laughs> what are your favorite facial expressions in movies? By that, I mean non-dialogue moments where a character conveys things with a look, like Harrison Ford in The Fugitive in the interrogation, or Steve Carell's look on the poster for 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, there's a scene in uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once where at the at the end of the movie and i don't this this is a i mean this is nothing i guess it's a semi spoiler for this movie if you haven't seen everything everywhere all at once i guess forward through this uh part and if you're out there listening live you know just don't listen for for the next 30 seconds or so but 
Um, but there's a, um, there's a scene at the end, like there's the, there's a discussion as to whether, uh, they should tell, um, they should tell the grandfather that, you know, that, uh, the, the care that joy is in a lesbian relationship, uh, with this, uh, with this woman who's it's her name uh, plays, uh, the, the actress name, Oh, Becky, it's played Becky played by Tally Medell. And there's a point where at the end, Michelle Yeoh tells the grandfather is like, this is, this is Becky. This is her girlfriend. This is her girlfriend. After she just said that this was her good friend earlier in the movie. And, um, and so there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens. It gets back to the scene and, and the grandfather's like girlfriend and, and like says this to, says this to Becky says girlfriend and Becky goes through about three different emotions all at once she's like smiling and then her eyes get up and well up and is about to cry and then she's like what did he say and <laughs> and uh it tears me up every time i see it uh i i i uh, it's just so it's so good uh the all the the range of emotion she shows all in that but that's that's the the just the stuff leading up to before she says what what did he say uh always gets me there's also the scene in frequency where andre brower has been told uh you know that you know he, that uh he's been told all this all these details about that mets world series in 1969 and he doesn't believe anything about oh yeah you're talking to your son in the future and all this other stuff he doesn't believe any of that stuff and jim caviezel has told dennis quaid here's exactly what's going to happen in this game and then later on, Dennis Quaid relays that to Andre Brower. Andre Brower is in the in a cafe, and they're at a point where they basically, you know, they don't believe anything he says or anything. Uh, and he hears the exact play-by-play -play going on that happens. And Andre Brower puts on this face like, just like, like he just <laughs> he just realized that this story is true and it's and he doesn't have to say a word he just has to just has to give this a gape smile uh that oh this this solves everything you know so that I, i've always loved that i haven't seen frequency in forever but that's one of the things that i remember about that movie so much is awesome. is that andre brower expression andre brower is another one of our like <laughs> best actors who doesn't mm -hmm. get the press um, yeah <clears throat> my answer is uh in star trek beyond um <clears throat> the enterprise crashes and blows up which actually happens in every other star trek movie but um mm -hmm. they're stranded on this planet um but as it turns out the leader of these bad guys on this planet is a former starfleet guy and mm -hmm. wouldn't you know it his ship didn't crash it somehow got stuck in this mountain phase shifter thing <clears throat> and so they have a starship that they can use to, to go home, but they don't have any way to build the thrust they need to break free of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And John Cho, who's a pilot, gives them this detailed idea to push the thing off the top of the cliff and let it fall straight down face first, and that will provide the momentum to essentially jumpstart this space vehicle uh, <laughs> to give it enough thrust and yeah. so they do it they push the that's not enterprise they push the starship off the thing it goes down it does the classic movie thing where it disappears below and you don't see it and then it comes roaring back up over with thrusters on and it cuts to john mm -hmm. joe turning to his right and he makes this face that says 
I honestly didn't know that was going to work. Mm-hmm. And he does it with a look of like, it's mixed with pride and surprise and mm-hmm. relief. And it is my biggest laugh in the entire movie is that <laughs> freaking facial expression. Um, I love John Cho. Uh, we got uh, a lot yeah. of good answers here. Yeah. Josh says uh, Liam Neeson at the end of The Gray. That's a good um, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, tombstone when val kilmer winks uh that's from that's from shaggy nuts shaggy nuts everybody yeah shaggy I've, nuts. I've i've said it before i'll say it again mm-hmm. uh uh jc says interstellar has a moment uh where there's there's dialogue but matthew mcconaughey doesn't say a word yeah the uh well i guess i guess the the scene where he sees jessica chastain uh mm-hmm. his grown-up daughter i don't know if it's the same thing he's thinking about there but but that cry scene which of course was meme to death but is really great scene in the movie yeah, it is. uh james says nice chow's uh square-eyed face halfway through scott pilgrim as aces um uh brad pitt's expression for the what's in the box scene in seven yeah oh man yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Lakeith Stanfield and Kid Out when he wakes up for a moment. Yeah, his all has about four emotions. He shows in his face without saying anything. Yep. Um, yeah, God, there's a lot here. Uh, thanks, guys. A lot of, lot of, lot of stuff on that one. Uh, we have time for maybe one more. Yeah, we do. Um, what is one of your most recent times you were watching a film and you saw a super young version of a famous person in it? Uh. I had not seen Dark Knight Rises in forever, uh, so I did. So the first time I watched Dark Knight Rises, I did not know who Joey King was at all. Oh yeah, and and uh, and then later on, you know, like now now that she's had this huge body of work, I think since 2013, uh, you know, she's become super recognizable. And so, like in the movie where she's kind of an anonymous person and and everything, you don't know who she is like i saw i saw her in dark knight rises and i got really excited i was like oh yeah she's playing talia or whatever um and uh so yeah that was that was fun and then uh skylar gazando an amazing spider-man plays one of dennis leary's kids in that uh in that scene um uh skylar gazando who uh we've seen in stuff like book smart and was in uh the, the um what's the what's the movie what's the show with timothy oliphant and drew barrymore in it uh, is I, that, I'm not, uh, I, my brain's Santa not Clarita. yeah santa clarita diet yeah is the <sighs> is that one um so uh yeah you've seen him and stuff like that and in show, see he just has this very small like cutaway scene in that, that that dennis leary thing and i was like oh there's that dude but he's like a baby in this mm. <laughs> i uh i was watching a river runs through it this was a few years back now um and had no idea that joseph gordon levitt had been in that movie but also had been acting at mm-hmm. like there's it's one of the early scenes when the boys the brothers are young he looks mm-hmm. like he's six years old um yeah I, I tweeted out about it at the time because i don't think i came across joseph gordon levitt until maybe third rock from the sun angels mm-hmm. in the outfield maybe before that um but he'd been acting since 1988 also 1988 yeah. last week i talked about the movie colors uh, a 1988 movie, and Mario Lopez is in that Saved yeah. by the Bell fame, and he's pretty mm-hmm. young. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. The chat's got uh, some good ones. Yeah, the uh, Ashley Johnson and Wings. Yeah, the thing is about Ashley Johnson. If you're of Jeremy and I, <laughs> we saw Ashley Johnson a long time ago in Growing Pains. Yeah, 
it was more it was weirder to see her in like as a full grown adult in the was it Spider Man? It's one of the no, Spider the Avengers. It's the Avengers, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh it was that was that was the crazy thing to me was like, whoa, that she's like she's like, you know, what she's like super grown up now. I've always seen her as a little little kid and growing yeah. things. Um uh uh let's see what else oh and uh, christian bale and empire of the sun yeah oh yeah um that's cool. a good one uh yeah so josh says joshua jackson in the changeling that's a joke yep 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 that uh that's a call back to the changeling which is it was weird that, that he's apparently he's listed as a possible like like uncredited extra in that movie and seeing that <laughs> uh uh alden aaron reich in season one of supernatural um and Kristen stewart and panic room of course we we had seen Kristen. that was where we were people like us who were old saw Kristen stewart for the first time so like right. it was one of those but i imagine if you're of a certain age and you started seeing Kristen stewart first like in twilight and things like that and moved on to her older roles and then you went back and saw panic room you'd be like whoa that's like yeah. baby Kristen stewart there yeah or zathura um, or even jumper yeah zathura <laughs> yeah yeah um uh and then yeah the, it's not crazy but i always forget seth rogan is in donnie darko that's what that's oh, my not, not my name too. says yeah absolutely seth rogan is is a baby seth rogan in that he's like 17 or 18 years old in that movie i think yeah um all right well uh that's gonna do it for this uh episode next week is gonna be eat man i can't wait to talk about that mm-hmm. uh once again thanks a lot guys for coming out in the chat and uh and uh giving in your two cents and everything uh appreciate it uh quite a bit that you guys come in every week and yep. uh give us comments so You're um uh but uh yeah that's gonna do it for this episode we will see you next time see ya goodbye everybody bye part of the live show by being a member of the sin club at patreon at patreon.com slash cinema sins chat with us on the cinema sins discord at discord.gg slash cinema sins or cinema sins twitter at cinema sins and email any comments or questions to recotopia at cinema sins.com that's r-e-c-o-t-o-p-i-a at cinema sins.com can see far away perfectly but menus and text on screen that's that's close to my face i'm starting to struggle with mm-hmm. but i feel like i'm having to wear these glasses more and more which feel like that means my eyesight's getting worse and worse which yeah probably happens probably is. age yeah mm. i mean that's that's from what i understand it just that's just the way it goes <laughs> i was reading um okay so yesterday i saw this story about and there was photos about john mayer uh, on a dinner date with Kiernan Shipka. Okay. She's 22. He's 40-something, 45. I, I think he was born my year, so he'd be 45. Okay, so I'm not interested in the age gap. I'm not uh, either. Do whatever you want uh, if you're an adult. But within the story was the sentences that said, they left a few minutes apart in their own vehicles, but two blocks away, she got into his limo, where she remained until she was dropped off at her home. And I'm like, they fucking followed that girl from the restaurant two blocks away to see if she got in John Mayer's car mm-hmm. and then followed that limo all the way to her house. Yeah. Like being a celebrity must suck so, ass. Oh, and, and also, who's being creepy now? 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like you think the age gap is creepy, but you're the one literally following around. Oh, I was, mm-hmm. I was, I couldn't find a way to tweet about it. Uh, that wouldn't probably invite speculation on the age gap. I think whatnot, we definitely but. would all be better off not knowing what the comings and goings of every single person, uh, every, I mean. everywhere they go. And, and then having them, have to try to figure out how, you know, do that spy trick where they change cars and all sorts of stuff to try to get away from everybody, you know? It's just kind of, I don't know why yeah, people are interested in it. I mean, not the details. I mean, I get why people like the gossip. And there's a, it comes a certain point where regular citizens stop seeing celebrities as human beings. We just see them as... Oh, well, you're rich, so you can endure this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're famous, so you must be all right with all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't imagine. I can't imagine, like, having to have a game plan. Like, they clearly planned to try and end up in the same vehicle without anybody knowing. They were mm-hmm. just followed. I just, uh, and maybe, I don't know, maybe she was being followed and felt unsafe, and, and she, that's why she got in his car. I don't know. I just feel like the paparazzi is probably one of the biggest evils that we just kind of overlook. Yeah, we do. Uh, and they've, they've been doing it for decades and decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> because the people got to know what outfit the people were wearing when they went for Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> right. I also love how anytime a female celebrity has uh, any part of her stomach showing, the headline now is... Uh, shows off her abs or like there's some kind of intent behind yeah like maybe she just pulled on a shirt that felt comfortable uh i mean it's just everything gets intent is being put into headlines about celebrities where it doesn't need well, to well i mean <laughs> I, you know that princess diana uh thing right tells you how how silly people are about every little thing like well she went out there um mainly for the publicity like everybody's just like where and i'm sitting there just going where did you get that where has she ever like stated that she loves going out because to be seen or anything like that or was you know uh like can can people just not be going out to help people like they say they're going to or going out to just go get groceries it's like we read into body language. Body language expert says Ben Affleck is miserable in new mm-hmm. marriage. Yeah. I'm like, dude, maybe he just found out his dog died when you took that picture. Why don't mm-hmm. you shut the fuck up? Yeah, exactly. It's all just to sell more clicks and clicks and ads, and nobody gives a shit about anyone's feelings. I know. I know. Anyway, I appreciate that you and I care about people's feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. There may be mm-hmm. one or two people whose feelings we don't care There's about. There's some anymore. people we just don't. That was earned. Yeah, it's Tennessee. This may be the last time I get to vote, though, so I want to exercise that right That's true. That's true. That might be the last time. Good times. I mean, I'm joking, but mm-hmm. that does feel like a possible future. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.